0: To the Happiness Experience Podcast, produced by the Better Living Institute and sponsored by AppJudo for your software needs, BulletPad for writing lists on your iPad, and also sponsored by our listeners. That's folks like you. We're Kira and Bill Van Ittersom, and welcome to today's show.
1: Hi, everyone. Today is the second podcast in this brand new series, and it's entitled Falling in love with what is.
0: (laughs) And what does that mean? (laughs) Well, there's what is in your life, and then there's the meaning that you place on what is. What are you thinking about your life?
1: Or like that old commercial on television, what were you thinking? (laughs) (laughs) But it's like when you wake up in the morning and you start to think about Going to work. And of course, for some people, they wake up in the evening because they work at night. You think, oh my God, I'm uh, I gotta go down there again. I gotta haul my tail through the whole day. And oh, this is gonna be another nightmare. And I hate my boss, and this and that, and the next thing. And you go outside and you get in your car and you think, oh, what a rattle trap. And I gotta drive in. Will it start today? Maybe it's not even gonna start today. Or your meaning could be, wow, I'm so fortunate to have this job because so many people are out of work today and so many people are underpaid and underutilized. I really have a pretty good deal. And by gosh, this car is getting a little bit older, but you know what? It's very reliable. It gets me here, gets me there. And you make plans for actually increasing these things in your life, getting a better job, getting a better car. <laughs> right.
0: Right. Sounds a little happier. This is how we make ourselves happy, by really thinking happy thoughts and staying in that gratitude band. I used to teach about happiness, and one of the first things that I discussed with my classes is that happiness is really our natural state. Everything that we need to achieve it already exists within us. It's kind of like Dorothy in The Wizard of Oz, and she finds at the end of the tale that she had all along everything that she needed to get home.
1: And if what Kira just said about Dorothy is a true statement, then that means our job, yours, mine, Kira's, is to find a way to make what is in our life something that we can be happy about. And if anyone doubts that they can do that, they just need to get Victor Frankl's book, Man's Search for Meaning, and find out how a person who was in a concentration camp in World War II found ways to keep himself sane and keep happiness alive in his mind and in his heart. And during this time, his entire family was taken away and murdered. If he can do it, we all can do it and find a way.
0: Well, you know, none of us really want to think about living in those kinds of adverse conditions. Our state of mind really does have so much to do with whether or not we can maintain happiness. We've called this podcast Falling in Love with What Is. When you really think about it, happiness is the state of being in love with what is. Being in love is our natural state. When we go in search of happiness outside of ourselves, we really are looking in the wrong direction.
1: You know, there's a great little story that illustrates looking for happiness in the wrong direction. And I think as children, we all remember the King Midas story. Oh yeah. And here was that man that had everything. Oh, my God, had a beautiful palace, a wonderful rose garden, had a great kingdom. And by the way, King Midas was a real person. He lived in ancient times in the land that is now Turkey, but he sure was in love with gold. And even his precious daughter, Zoe, whose name actually means life, wasn't enough. Gold was it for King Midas.
0: Yeah, (laughs) he liked gold a lot.
1: So after doing a favor for a god, he was granted a wish. And immediately, he didn't even have to think about it. He said, oh, I wish everything I touched would turn to gold. And the god said, are you sure? It's not a good idea. Mm -hmm. Oh, I'm sure. I'm totally sure. Okay, well then, starting tomorrow, when you wake up, everything you touch will turn to gold.
0: Everything you touch.
1: So he woke up, and the first thing he touched was his nightstand. Bang! Gold. And he looked at it with glee, and he got up, and he ran down the hallway, touching this and touching that, turning things to gold. He worked himself up into a state He was so happy. He was excited. He was laughing. Eventually, he got tired and he got hungry, and he thought, "Ah, I'll go down to the dining hall, get something to eat, and then this afternoon I'll go outside and I'll touch everything out there and turn it into gold." So he sat down at his place at the table, and there in front of him was a beautiful rose from his garden that his servant had placed there for him, and it was so lovely and so fragrant, and so he picked it up out of the bud vase. To smell it, but no sooner had he touched it than the rose turned to solid gold.
0: Oh that's right.
1: <laughs> there was no scent, it was just plain
0: and then he cold decided metal. That's when he decided, oh, I'll have to just sniff the roses before I touch them.
1: <laughs> well, he absentmindedly picked up a juicy grape. But by the time he popped it in his mouth, he almost broke a tooth because it was so hard, solid gold. And now he began to get worried and think Oh, dear. So he picked up a muffin. But before he could get that to his mouth, it turned to solid gold. Now he started getting afraid because, wow, what can I eat? And just at this moment, his cat jumped into his lap and he reached down to push him away. But as he touched the cat, bang, and he turned into a solid statue of cat gold. Yikes. Well, at this point, he began to cry and cry and be so afraid of what could happen to him the rest of his life. Mm -hmm. Is this all it's going to be, is just touching this cold metal? And his daughter, hearing him cry, ran from the other room and put her arms around him. And as he reached down to push her away so he wouldn't touch her, well, he touched her. And there was his beautiful daughter, Zoe, whose name means life, And she was a solid statue of gold, hardly alive. Wow. (laughs) So at this point, he was absolutely hysterical. And he started crying out to the God, please, oh, please, this is a curse. It's not a pleasure. This is not a gift. This is a horrible thing. I can't stand this. I got to get rid of this. And the God heard him. And the God whispered in his ear, okay, we can do that. But he said, There will be a price. And he said, whatever the price, I don't care. I don't care. So the God told King Midas, if he would go to the river and bring some water, he could wash away this horrible thing that he did, turning things to gold. But in exchange, he would have to give up every single bit of gold that was in his entire kingdom.
0: And he was happy to do it. (laughs) He was happy to do it. (laughs) He it. (laughs) He was happy to do it. You know, the Midas Touch story really is a story about seeking happiness outside of yourself and not appreciating what already is. It's a wonderful story about that.
1: You know, Kira, this is why meditation is such a wonderful tool. And I know many people in the Western world struggle with meditation. Some of us have got it down pat. I'm not quite one of those people as yet. I do it, but sometimes I don't know if I really have the experiences that I would like to have with it (laughs) and the relaxation. But it does help put you in touch with your inner self, which is where happiness comes from. That's like the font or the fountain of youth of happiness is your inner self.
0: Well, you know, it's all about just being. That's what meditation teaches us to do is to just be. This leads to inner peace. That's where happiness truly does begin, inside of us.
1: Well, Kira, it's time to take a break to thank one of our sponsors. So folks, we'll be back in a sec.
0: Time to thank one of our sponsors. Today's show is sponsored by BulletPad, the fun and intuitive app for writing outlines and organizing your thoughts on your iPad. With BulletPad, you can quickly create a hierarchical list of bullet points, giving structure to your great ideas. BulletPad is an outstanding tool for writers, thinkers, and folks like you. Begin organizing today. Get BulletPad for free. Just go to the App Store on your iPad and search for BulletPad. And we're back. We're talking about happiness and falling in love with what is. You know, Bill, we create with our thoughts and our speech and our beliefs the reality that we live in. We really do.
1: You know, it's amazing to think that as we program our day with our thinking and the spin that we put on our thinking, that that's what's creating our future. And we struggle with this. That's what the law of attraction is all about. That's what the book, The Secret's all about. And we do struggle with it. Part of the reason is, as humans, we love to complain. And we've (laughs) talked about that on another (laughs) podcast. But that brings up another story. It has to do with thinking about what is and placing sometimes even a prejudicial meaning on that. This lovely little story is called The Hedgehog's Changing Sight. And we're going to read it as opposed to paraphrasing it because it'll be story time for you. So, a hedgehog lost his favorite digging spade and he was very unhappy. He suspected that the hedgehog who lived next door had stolen it. His neighbor looked like he stole it. He acted like he stole it. He sounded like he stole it. And he even smelled like he stole it. Hedgehog was afraid that his neighbor would steal something else from him. Then the hedgehog found his spade in the back of his storage shed. Suddenly, his neighbor didn't look like he stole it. Well, he no longer acted like he stole it. It didn't sound like he stole it, and he even smelled nice again. (laughs) This puzzled old hedgehog, and then he told his story to Panda. Panda said, Yes, I have learned that how I feel affects how I see and think. If I am hungry, bamboo looks like food. But if I'm full, I see bamboo's beauty. Hedgehog smiled And as he left Panda, he met Old Farmer. He told his story and Panda's story to Old Farmer. The farmer said, Yes, I have learned to be grateful for what I do have. It's no sense being unhappy for what I do not have. If I only have millet left to eat, I am not sad, but glad to have something to eat. If it is harvest time and bounty surrounds me, I am grateful to have something to eat. And so my world is always full.
0: (laughs) Hedgehog told a story, the panda's story and the farmer's story, to a traveling musician. The musician jumped with glee and began to sing. Don't put everything down, just so you can feel big. It is the world that is big. It is the life that is grand. Let us love and not hate whatever we have and whatever we see. Let our eyes delight the world. Let us always truly see. Let our eyes delight the world. Let me carry you home. We can be always free and sing happily. Let us always truly see. Let us always be happy. Hedgehog clapped and clapped and clapped. The musician scooped up the hedgehog, skipped and sang all the way to the Hedgehog's house. Hedgehog was very, very happy, and his neighbor looked like a very good friend.
1: So his neighbor didn't change. Hedgehog changed. (laughs) And Hedgehog didn't really change, but his perspective on the world changed. So this story is about prejudice and expectations and how that affects our outcomes.
0: It is another way of illustrating that what we see and believe and think creates the world that we live within. And we can live within a world in which we see our neighbors as thieves, or we can live within a world in which our neighbors are our friends. And even
1: if they have never been a thief, we have projected this on them by some of our prejudices. And even if they are a thief, we project on them other prejudices. (laughs) So our attitudes and what we carry within us totally affects our outer experience day by day. And like I say, it brings the future. Now, the link to this story will be on our website. So please go there to see where we've gotten this from.
0: Okay. And sometimes when we encounter people that we truly do have difficulty dealing with, our attitude towards them can make a difference. Now we'd like to tell you a story that illustrates just how that might work. This story is called Li Li and the Mother-in-Law. A long, long time ago in China, a girl named Li Li got married and went to live with her husband and mother-in-law. In In a very short time, Li Li found that she couldn't get along with her mother-in-law at all. Their personalities were very different and Li Li was angered by many of her mother-in-law's habits. In addition, her mother-in-law criticized Li Li constantly.
1: With the passage of time, the relationship between them only worsened. But what made Li Li really angry was the ancient Chinese tradition that required her to bow to her mother-in-law and obey her every wish. Li Lee Li's husband was caught in the middle and was helpless. He could not take either side and found it all very embarrassing.
0: Well, finally, Li Li could not stand her mother-in-law's bad temper and dictatorship any longer, and she decided to do something about it. She went to see her father's good friend, Mr. Hu Wang, who sold herbal cures. She explained to him her predicament and ask if he would give her some poison so that she could solve her problem once and for all. Mr. Hu Wang thought for a while. He was a very intelligent person, so he could understand Li Li's mental anguish. He realized that she was determined to kill her mother-in-law. Even if he refused to help her, she would think of some other means to finish her job.
1: Finally, he said, Li Li, I will help you solve your problem, but you must listen to me carefully and follow what I tell you exactly. Li Li said, Oh, thank you, Mr. Huang. I shall do whatever you ask. Mr. Huang went into the back room and returned in a few minutes with a package of herbs. He told Li Li, You can't use a quick-acting poison to get rid of your mother-in-law because that would cause people to become suspicious. If the truth of what you do comes out, both of us will be in serious trouble. Therefore, I have given you a number of herbs that will slowly build up poison in her body. Every other day, prepare some delicious meal and put a little of these herbs in her serving. In order to make sure that nobody suspects you when she finally dies, you must be very careful to act very friendly towards her. Don't argue with her. Obey her every wish, and treat her like a queen. It may take six months, but both of us will be quite safe, and your purpose will be achieved. Li Li again agreed and bowed deeply to Mr. Huang.
0: Li Li understood the wise advice of Mr. Huang. She was very, very thankful for his help and also for his foolproof plan. She hurried home to carry out her plan to murder her mother-in-law. Weeks went by and months went by and every other day Li Li serves the specially treated food to her mother-in-law. She remembered what Mr. Huang had said about avoiding suspicion. So she controlled her temper, obeyed her mother-in-law, and treated her like her own mother.
1: Li Li implemented her plan very systematically. However, she noticed that the old lady was gradually changing and treating her more kindly. Lili could not miss the improvement in her mother-in-law's behavior that was occurring. Sometimes, she even became half-minded about her plan to kill her mother-in-law. However, she did not want to stop in the middle of her plan.
0: Lili had practiced controlling her temper so much that she found that she almost never got mad or upset anymore. She hadn't had an argument with her mother-in-law in several weeks. The old woman seemed much kinder and easier to get along with. Her mother-in-law's attitude toward Li Lee appeared to have changed, and she began to love Li Li, like her own daughter. She kept telling friends and relatives that Li Lee was the best daughter-in-law a mother could hope for. Li Li and her mother-in-law even began treating each other like a real mother and daughter. Lili's husband was very happy to see what was happening.
1: Finally, six months passed to the day, and Lili administered the final dose of poison herbs. She knew that her mother-in-law would soon die, and it would appear like a natural death. But now her conscience bothered her terribly. She was no longer murdering a bad-tempered and dictatorial mother-in-law. She was killing a kind-hearted mother. Lily Li had just as much anguish as when she first went to see Mr. Huang, but now she felt remorse for her irreparable actions. Her growing guilt would not allow her to sleep or behave normally. Lily Li thought about her whole plan for hours and hours, and finally decided to consult Mr. Huang. Perhaps he had an antidote that would undo her foolish actions. Lili rushed over to Mr. Huang's shop and he received her kindly. Looking at her worried face, he asked her, Why are you worried, young lady? Is it about your mother in law? Don't worry, she will die very soon. Hearing Mr. Huang's words confirmed Lili's greatest fears, she hung her head and clutched his counter and her eyes filled with tears. My dear, whatever is the matter? asked Mr. Wang. Your plan is almost finished.
0: Oh, Mr. Huang, please forgive me. I have done a terrible deed and I've also involved you in it. I should have understood that my mother-in-law is a kind person, had I seen that six months ago. I never would have come to you. Now I have finished giving my mother-in-law the slow poison that you gave me to kill her. Oh, please, is there no way to undo what I've done? Please give me an antidote to save my mother-in-law's life. She has changed into such a nice old woman." And I love her as much as the memory of my very own mother. I no longer want her to die.
1: Mr. Huang reached over and gently raised Lily's chin and smiled into her eyes. My child, there is no reason to be afraid. I never gave you any poison. The herbs I gave you helped your mother-in-law to relax. The only real poison was in your mind and your attitude toward her, but that has all been washed away by the love you gave her over these past six months. We have a wise saying, the person who loves others will also be loved in return.
0: And so, of course, this story does illustrate exactly how important it is what we're thinking about others and what we're carrying into our relationships with others. When we think good thoughts. Even when it's hard to do so, we can't help but make things better.
1: And of course, this story goes one step further than the last two that we told because it goes into the actions. As your actions develop, so therefore does your life unfold. So you think good thoughts, you think happiness, and you bring happiness, but you do happiness (laughs) and you bring happiness back as well.
0: Yes, as the wise Mr. Huang knew. The instructions were, be nice to your mother-in-law. And look at the difference it made in the way the mother-in-law treated the daughter-in-law. Maybe she was just waiting to really be appreciated and to really be loved. And her reaction was just wonderful.
1: And it's not always easy, because in this story, it was difficult for Lily in the beginning. Her mother-in-law was hard to deal with and hard to live with.
0: Some of us are living with other people in our household who are not easy to deal with. And we're going to work and working with people who are not happy and who don't exactly catch the happiness bug. But the more you try to change yourself and the way you think, the better things can usually go. And that's not always the case. If it doesn't work out that way, maybe it's time for you to make a move.
1: (laughs) That's right. But things definitely will improve as you change your attitude towards them. It basically has to. (laughs)
0: It's like
1: physics. (laughs) Now it's time to thank another sponsor. So we'll be right back.
0: Also sponsoring our show today is AppJudo, your complete web and mobile application development service. AppJudo uses the best technologies and computer science principles to build attractive and intuitive user interfaces that your customers will easily understand and love to use. Whether you want to design and build a new app or refactor and redesign an existing app, App AppJudo can help make your project a success. Visit AppJudo today at www.appjudo.com. And welcome back. So you can see very clearly that what you are thinking about in your life really does determine what your life turns out to be. What are you thinking about in your life? Your thoughts form your beliefs. Your beliefs lead to your actions. Think
1: about all
0: that you are
1: and the gifts that you can share. This will change your whole perspective.
0: Absolutely.
1: Well, Kira, I think that's our show for today.
0: Bill and I want to thank you for listening to the Happiness Experience Podcast. To subscribe to our show, go to iTunes Podcasts and look for Better Living Institute, the Happiness Experience Podcast. There, you'll also find all of the podcasts produced by the Better Living Institute, the Book Talk Podcast, the Healthy Tips Podcast, the Love Stories Podcast, and our two newest podcasts, the Happy Kids Podcast and today's podcast, The Happiness Experience. At the Better Living Institute, we're creating health, wealth, and happiness, one loving conversation at a time.
1: You can also find our podcasts and view all of the great stories, photos, and links that we post by visiting our website at www.betterlivinginstitute.com. While there, please go to our contact page and leave us a comment here and I encourage you to send us your own happiness experiences so we can share them with our listeners on a future show. We'll even give you a plug. You can also like and message us on Facebook at www.facebook.com forward Better Living Institute. In addition, our email address is feedback at betterlivinginstitute.com.
0: We hope you'll listen again next time and remember to share our show with your friends and family. This is Kira and Bill Van Ittersom for the Better Living Institute saying so long for now, everyone.